Hi, and welcome back to our podcast, My Sister's TBR. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Stacy, and we're two sisters co-hosting a bookish podcast where we'll be talking about our past, current, and future reads. And doing our best to keep you up to date on the book world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to apologize right off the bat because we have been very preoccupied for the last <laughs> week, so we're not really prepared, I don't think. We are currently living in the Hogwarts legacy world. <laughs> Yep, like 24-7. <laughs> We've kind of been putting off our reading, but we're <laughs> doing our best to do both. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so I guess we can just start off by going over February's highly anticipated yes. releases. There are some that I think we're pretty excited for. Oh, yeah. I can think of one in particular. One particular, yep. <laughs> Uh, and there's one that I had no idea was even being released, so that's fun. Well, let's let's see now. The books that we chose for our highly anticipated releases are just based solely on our opinions. Yeah, They're... there's like there's no no specific like most people are looking forward to these. No. It's just us. Yeah, <laughs> we just chose what sounded good. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we can appeal to more than just the romance and yeah. smut readers <laughs> which is <laughs> if we could have a podcast solely on that that would be great but mm -hmm. i don't think many people would listen to us <laughs> no. so do you want to start with the first one sure so first up would be codename sapphire a world war ii novel by pam jenoff this is being released Oh, this was released February 7th. Okay. Um, genre is historical fiction. I didn't think that I would actually be interested in a historical fiction book, mm -hmm. but this actually sounds really good. It has 369 pages. That's mm -hmm. it's not too crazy. Plot. Inspired by the true stories of World War II, this is a story about love, family, loyalty, and sacrifice. In 1942, Hannah Martel... Martel? Martell. Martell, I think. Why don't I just say Hannah? Okay. I'll just say Hannah. Okay. <laughs> Hannah has narrowly escaped Nazi Germany. Now she must go back and join a secret resistance network to save her family. When she finds that they are bound for Auschwitz on a train, she must decide what she is willing to do to save them. Oh, that sounds so good. Inspired by true stories. So, like, that's, I think that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that, like, gives me more knowledge about, like, Nazi Germany and, like, Auschwitz and stuff like that. I, I like it because I feel like I don't really know very yeah. much, you know? Yeah. I think that would be interesting. I'm excited for that one. Mm -hmm. The same day, February the 7th. Ooh, so Good day. Yep. Tessa Bailey released Secretly Yours. Mm -hmm. And that's number one of a Vine Mess series. Okay. It's an interesting name for a series. Vine okay. Mess. I wonder what inspired that name for the series. Yeah, me yeah. too. Mm. It's a romance and it has 384 pages. We love it. Plot. Haley Welch fell hard for Julian Voss at 14 after they almost kissed in the dark vineyards of his family's winery. Now the prodigal hottie has returned to their small town. Mm. When Haley is hired to revamp the gardens on the Voss estate, she wonders if she'll finally get that smooch. But the grumpy professor isn't the teenager she remembers and their polar opposite personalities clash spectacularly. One wine-fueled girl's night later, Haley can't shake the sense that she did something reckless, and then she remembers the drunken secret admirer letter she left for Julian. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. For one, opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Love those. Yep. 
returning to a small town. I love that too. Mm -hmm. Wine fueled nights. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It seems like like it's going to be a grumpy sunshine trope. Yeah, I can see that. So I can see that. Mm -hmm. I I like it. It sounds promising. I'm definitely going to have to. You've read a lot of Tessa Bailey, right? Not a lot. I've read a few. And I have liked her writing other than this last one that I will talk about later. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) All right. Um, Then next up. Oh, this is the one we're excited for. Oh, yes. Right. February 21st. It's coming up. Things We Hide from the Light by Lucy Score. Book two in the, what is it called? Knock Em Out. Knock Em Out series. Uh, So this genre is romance. Plot. Nash Morgan was always known as the Good Morgan Brother, with a smile and a wink for everyone. But now, this chief of police is recovering from being shot, and his southern charm has been overshadowed by panic attacks and nightmares. Oh, that's so relatable. (sighs) Poor Nash. He feels like a broody shell of a man he once was. Nash isn't about to let anyone in his life know he's struggling. But his new next-door neighbor, smart and sexy Lena, sees his shadows. As a rule, she's not a fan of physical contact unless she initiates it. But for some reason, Nash's touch is different. He feels it too. The physical connection between them is incendiary, grounding him and making her wonder if exploring it is worth the risk. You know it's going to be worth the risk. It's Nash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was... Okay, so we obviously just featured this book for January Mm -hmm. in preparation for this. And I struggled between Nash and Knox. I like the bad boy. I Mm -hmm. like the grump. But Nash, like, he just really pulled on the heartstrings, I feel. So now having his own book... I'm like so that. excited to see more of Nash and Lena was so intriguing in yeah. that last book. You know that there's so much more yeah. behind their stories that like we obviously didn't get a glimpse into. No. no. But I love when authors do that though with like they release one book from two perspectives and then another book from like two other perspectives. Yeah. So then like you're getting like the whole story. Yeah. yeah so we're obviously we're still going to get Knox and yeah and Naomi's, Naomi's story as yeah. well in that one because I mean they're brothers. They're obviously still going to have like on page connections and mm-hmm. you know still stories about uh, mm-hmm. their lives as well. And no doubt it's going to be a big book again. Lucy score seems to write big books. That was what 580 something 86 something yeah. like that 68 i don't remember but i'm glad that they're big books okay so the next one is one that i was kind of surprised by because honestly she sort of fell off my radar which is kind of weird because yeah uh it's arc conspirator by veronica roth i love roth like i the divergent series has been like one of my all-time favorite series i've mm-hmm. always loved it so i was just really surprised to see her pop up for something else other yeah, than yeah yeah uh, so February 21st, mm-hmm. it's a science fiction fantasy. It's only 128 pages, so it's just like a novella. We like a small book. Mm-hmm. Plot. Outside the last city on Earth, the planet is a wasteland. Without the archive where the genes of the dead are stored, humanity will end. Passing into the archive should be cause for celebration. But Antigon's parents were murdered, leaving her father's throne vacant. As her militant uncle, Creon, rises to claim it, all Antigon feels is rage. When he welcomes her and her siblings into his mansion, Antigon sees it for what it really is, a gilded cage, where she is a captive as well as a guest. I don't normally like sci-fi. I guess I really haven't given it much of a chance, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't really, like, draw me in. Mm -hmm. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. 
and especially with it being 128 pages like that might be my little foot in the door for yeah, sci-fi it could be because i like a small book so is that normally like the type of stuff that she writes from what i've seen yeah okay. she's she's more sci-fi but again i mean i haven't really looked into her much since mm. the divergent series like i've only seen the movies i never read the books i had insurgent I don't know why. That's not even the first one, is it? You are welcome to borrow. Okay, up next is I Have Some Questions for You by Rebecca Mackay. This is also February 21st. That's three for February 21st. The genre for this one is mystery thriller with 400 pages. Bodie Kane is a film professor who wishes she could forget her past at a boarding school where a classmate was murdered. Now she has been invited to return and lecture and she cannot stop feeling that she may have known more about the murder than she originally thought. I feel like that's very short and sweet. Oh, that's vague. That's very vague, but I feel like they did that on purpose. Mm. Just enough to get you in. Yep. Short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. I mean, I'm intrigued. Yep. I like it. I wonder what that means. For her to like, yeah, that she may have known more about the murder than she originally thought. Like, is she piecing together memories or it, I, I guess maybe being back that mm-hmm. she's remembering things from like the stress and the trauma of yep. it that she forgot. Just blocked it out. Yeah. I mean, where it says she wishes she could forget her past at a boarding school. So maybe she had like a really traumatizing yeah. childhood there. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what out of those do you feel you're most looking forward to i mean besides the obvious lucy's score <laughs> like besides that like that's we're obviously gonna read that but i think honestly i'm a sucker for romance i can't help it yeah i'm gonna have to say secretly yours by bailey okay i haven't read any of her books yet but i know that i've heard really good things about her writing mm-hmm. and i like for, especially from you um but i don't know just that that plot sounds really interesting and i'm a sucker for it i can't i can't help it i love my romance my most anticipated out of those Mm -hmm. will probably have to be the our conspirator by veronica roth i can see that yeah i need to get more sci-fi under my belt again because i've been neglecting everything besides romance yeah you've strayed a little bit away yeah Yeah. so i need to i really do need to get back into reading sci-fi fantasy and i think you yeah. had a good little break, though. I did. A good it was like a, a year. Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. Uh, but like how you brought up Tessa Bailey and how I, I've read quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the books that I was going to talk about as my current reads. And I honestly DNF'd it yesterday. You and your DNFs? Uh, um, I still only have like six. For anybody who doesn't know what DNF is, because mom oh. actually was like, oh, what's a DNF? You oh, need to sorry, be- mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> DNF is did not finish. Yeah. Yeah. And I really do not like not finishing books. I will struggle through <laughs> and I will finish it. But there are some that just something doesn't strike me right. Uh, I don't have triggers. So it's not it's not that I get triggered by anything. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just I don't like it or yeah. the writing just doesn't feel. Yeah. And I mean, there's no point of struggling through no. all, like 300 pages or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the the book that I was trying to read is Captivated by Tess Bailey. Uh, I think uh, Eve Dangerfield also co-wrote it with her. So could that maybe be why? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's... It's obviously going to have a different feel and a different writing style to yeah. it if she, if she wrote it with somebody else. I was about 
15% in through it. Like, okay, and that should be enough for you to know. It, it definitely is. I usually, I usually do give it a while to mm -hmm. really, but it just kept irking me. <laughs> yep. Autumn Reynolds, she's in New York. She's Australian. She's only been in New York for like six months. Uh, her boyfriend left her, cheated on her. Okay. Like he was scum. Mm. And uh, she ends up like doing this sex comic of her landlord. Oh. Who's this like big hulking grumpy, like barely says a word. He's massive. We, okay. And like. We like those. Blake. He hates people. And apparently for good reason. I haven't gotten far enough into it to know what happened. What backstory. Yeah. Okay. But either way. He ends up seeing this comic that she's been making about him and is obviously intrigued. She's embarrassed. It's just, it's just this whole ordeal, right? But, and I'm not icking anybody's kinks. That's not what I'm doing. It's just, it wasn't for me. So, <laughs> but she wanted to be like taken captive and like pretending that she didn't know him and like he was okay. uh, stalking her, right? Like it was all very well planned out. He was taking her on dates to make sure that she was comfortable with him. Which was awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I love that when there's communication and stuff yeah. like that. It's not just, you know, just the more I was reading into it, I just, I could not, I could not get into it. Right. And that's the thing. Like, not everything is going to tickle your fancy. No. Fine. Yeah. So I just, I, I just wasn't there for okay. it. Just... Maybe I'll pick it back up again down the road. But right now it's, yeah. it's on my DNF shelf. Okay. Yeah. Along with faking with benefits. <laughs> I'm so there, sorry. Sitting there gathering dust on it's, the DNF. It's not there permanently. I will pick it back up again. It's just I have to be I have to be in the right mindset for it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, okay, what are you currently reading? Is there good lord? Let me break out the heavy book here now of everything I'm currently reading. <laughs> I'm still in somewhat of a funk since things we never got over. <laughs> by Lucy Score. I just find when I finish a really good book, I struggle a lot getting started in another one. Mm -hmm. I find it easier for me to start like a couple books at the same time and then just go pick at it. Pick at them. Yeah. So to get me out of my funk, I started this month off with Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. My favorite. <sighs> I love it so much. I know. <laughs> It got me out of my funk so fast. Um, so this is YA fantasy. Um, I feel like I don't really need to say what the plot is. I don't think you do at this point. But Everybody and their dog knows about Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. For someone who likes short stories and is intimidated by really big books, this is an 800-page book. <laughs> I am really surprised that, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so into it. <laughs> I'm glad that it's 800 pages because I don't want it to end mm -hmm. like at all. I'm like about halfway finished with that. That got me out of my funk. I think I'm actually going through a bit of a funk. Oh, dear. Well, I hey. mean, I DNF that book and I think that just... Funk February. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're onto something here. <laughs> we need to embrace yep. the funks. It's fine. <laughs> but I did start and I know there's some people that are going to be really happy about me starting this. Uh, a Court of Thorns and Roses mm. by Sarah J. Mass. I know a lot of people have said really good things about oh, this series. Oh, so many people. It's, I don't, I, again, it's another one that I probably don't even need to read out the plot. No. I will, but. I think you should. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's been really popular the last so popular. few years. 
Uh, it's fantasies, 419 pages. Which is reasonable. I thought it was longer than that. When I seen the, the book set, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. that's a baby compared to the other books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the plot is when 19-year-old Huntress, Feyre, kills a wolf in the woods, a terrifying creature arrives to demand retribution. Dragged to a treacherous magical land she knows about only from legends, Feyre discovers that her captor is not truly a beast, but one of the lethal immortal fairies who once ruled her world. Mm. Uh, at least he's not a beast all the time. As she adapts to her new home, her feelings for the fairy Tamlin transform from icy hostility into a fiery passion that burns through every lie she's been told about the beautiful, dangerous world of the Fae. But something is not right in the fairylands. An ancient, wicked shadow is growing, and Feyre must find a way to stop it or doom Tamlin and his world forever. Like, that sounds so good. Right? It just sounds so magical. Mm. And I... And, like, the fairies and, like... Yeah. yeah. And she gets spicy, I've heard. I don't know if it's, like, the first and second, but either way, I know that, like, A Court of Thorns and Roses is listed as YA. That one I don't oh. think has... But so, it does get spicy. I've seen. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Very slow burn. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to get through those. See, I started reading like the first like 20 pages mm -hmm. and where my brain is not good at fantasy. <laughs> We've referenced this before. <laughs> Ping pong. <laughs> I'm, Ping not pong <laughs> I'm not good with big words and I pronunciations. Um, but see, you just have to do like what I do when I'm reading things. I know I don't pronounce things right in my head as I'm reading it. I know that. And if you were to ask me the names of some of the characters that I've met already, I don't have a sweet clue. Yeah. <laughs> I only know that Feyre is pronounced that way because I actually looked it up before mm. the podcast. Like, <laughs> smart. <laughs> I, I just, I don't hear it in my head, I guess. Yeah. Everything else I do, but names, I just, I know the shape. Yeah. <laughs> the shape of the word. I was going to say that. <laughs> So yeah. I, I get that. Not really. Yeah. And it's it's hard to grasp in your head sometimes, too, like all the different things that are different from our world. Yeah. Versus exactly. their world. And just trying to make that connection to make it sink in a bit. And I know there's going to be a lot of world building in like the first couple of chapters. Mm -hmm. Like they have to set it up. Like I know yeah. that. But I don't like slow burns or I don't mm -hmm. like slow. Slow pace books. Yeah. You're, you're more of a fast pace. Yeah. yeah. Probably more medium pace. I think you yeah. are. Most of your books are medium pace. Mm -hmm. This is my second time reading the start of the book. Like okay. I, I don't remember how far into it I got the last time I started it. But I know like I haven't reached that point yet now my second read through. But I'm finding it a lot easier now. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, maybe you taking such a break from fantasy. Yeah. Maybe now I'm ready to jump back into it. And, jump right back into that world. And what a good world to jump back into because I've seen so much. I feel like I've already gotten a few spoilers. So, mm. that kind of sucks. But that's the worst part about books being so big on TikTok, especially. Yes. Like, there's so many spoilers yeah. for so many things. And I hate it. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate those, not the spoilers, but I appreciate those videos that I come across after I've read a book. And I'm like, you know what? Like, oh, I love So it. relatable. Yeah. And yeah. I'll eat them yeah. up then. Yep. Beforehand, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So my second read mm -hmm. or my second current read is The Vow. I've watched the movie a couple times, mm -hmm. not realizing that this is actually based on a true story. You didn't know that? I'm, I live under a rock. <laughs> But even after the movie, it shows, like, pictures of the real... Yeah, I probably knew oh. that. <laughs> I'm so not observant at all. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
but this book, I expected it to be a novel, mm-hmm. very similar to the movie. Right. But this book is literally written by the couple who got in that car accident. No way. It's, oh, okay. It's interesting. Um, but I didn't realize it when I was first starting to read it because I was like, the cover of the book is literally the cover of the movie. Oh, I don't like it. I know. I don't do like that. that either. Right. So, like, <laughs> I went into this literally thinking, like, oh, it's just a novel close to the movie. You thought you were getting like a, a storyline, you know, like, emotional, but like a real good, yeah, real good romance yeah. novel. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's completely what I was expecting. But it's literally by Kim and Cricket Carpenter. Like, oh. and I could, you can tell, like, the writing is just, he is literally telling his story. Okay. Yep. So it's nonfiction, obviously. Um, it's 224 pages. So the plot is a massive head injury as a result of a tragic car accident left Cricket Carpenter in a coma just two months after her marriage to Kim. When she finally emerged from the coma, she recognized everyone in her life except for her husband, Kim. Starting all over, they built a new love and dedicated their lives to each other all over again. Like, can you imagine having, like, no. Like, that is love. Yeah, see, and, like, that that makes me hopeful for it someday. <laughs> Just, like, hearing about their story, like, I'm only halfway through. Mm-hmm. I had to stop after he described, like, their car accident. I'm not good with painful things like that. Oh, it was detailed? Yeah, they left a lot of those details out in the movie. And I know they, I know the movie is inspired mm-hmm. by their story. So obviously the movie is going to be different, but I just didn't expect it to be so different. Right. Like in the movie, I think it just cuts off after the vehicle, like the, after they get in the car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they miss all of it. Right. The male in the movie doesn't get hurt, but Kim, he actually got really messed up. Like his nose was hanging like oh. the tip of his nose was hanging on by like a thread of skin and just dangling anyway <laughs> that's the part where i was like i'm tapping out i can't do this i gotta wait i gotta give it a bit when they got to the hospital he refused treatment like he had broken ribs like he was severely in really hard shape mm-hmm. he refused medical treatment so that the doctors that would tend to him would go tend to his wife as well Aww. so like imagine that oh my god um, i have chills yeah it was it's so sad but like so inspiring mm-hmm. and didn't realize how much of a christian aspect was going to be to this book oh really yeah hmm. like they are both very christian when they first meet they praise god it was couldn't get into it no it made me feel a little weird yeah because it was that presence of god was very very heavily brought into this book right i wouldn't be able to i don't think it was just weird it was (laughs) not me pushing my anyway (laughs) okay but i haven't finished it yet i feel like i've read enough yeah you know i know i know it's it's nice and i i like having this knowledge now Mm -hmm. but i think it's it's enough yeah but yeah, it was, is this going to be a DNF might, for you? It might be my first DNF. Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, we need to uh, we need to mark this on the calendar. <laughs> like, uh, I mean to talk crap about it. Like, I'm not really because it's it's really nice. I'm not really much into the nonfiction. Yeah, uh, I'm not either. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I know I have a lot on my shelf, mm-hmm. but I still prefer fiction over yeah. nonfiction. I mean, I read to escape. I was just gonna say. We're not promoting escapism as 
<laughs> as a healthy coping mechanism yeah. or anything. This is just <clears throat> us. Yeah. Hey, this podcast is our opinions. Our yeah. This is <laughs> this is just about us. Don't blame us for anything, please. <laughs> we <laughs> might need therapy, but it's fine. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, okay. What's your <clears throat> What's your next current? Uh, I just started this one. I think last night. Molly. It's by Crystal Veach. So another romance. Okay. I'm, uh, I was trying to cleanse the palette from yeah. Captivated. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. so bad because I do like Tessa Bailey, but that's it. That just she that wasn't it. That's no, funny. it just wasn't for me. Uh, this is 284 pages. So it's not. It's, it's a nice small one. Small one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the plot is, and this really pulled me in, I have to say. I was a 22-year-old single mom with a thriving business, a beautiful daughter, and two of the best friends a girl could ask for. He was 33, a tattoo artist covered from head to toe in ink. And to top it all off, he was a player with a capital P. Oh. I tried to resist, knew it would end in disaster, but he bulldozed his way into my life, into my heart. He was everything. She was always in the background, pulling him from me in one way or another. I told him he didn't listen, and then it all came crumbling down around us. I don't have anything left to give. He says he won't let me go. Where do we go from here? I mean, that okay. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So far, I mean, I still I'm only at the I don't know, maybe like a 20% mark, maybe okay. a little bit less than 20%. That's still a good portion. Yeah, it's like... yeah, it's enough to get a good feel for the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. I <laughs> he calls her babe a lot. And it's not and in a Knox if way. You, is it? If you no, it's not in the good Knox <laughs> way. So I do kind of get a little icky feelings from it. Stacy's not an emotional person. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he does still have like d- like other pet names for it, which is kind of cute. But okay. it just seems like it's gonna be a pretty decent read. I'm kind of afraid that the drama that's going to happen is gonna be the immature yeah. see it from a mile away and just be like why are you guys reacting like this just yeah. communicate like i have a feeling that this is going to be one of those books that it's just a lack of communication and i hate that yeah. yeah so we will see how this book goes hopefully it surprises you for the best i really hope it does because i know um i don't know if i've even mentioned this book on this podcast yet um icebreaker it's the uh, oh you haven't no I don't think I have and that I probably should have like lumped that into my favorite reads yeah from I'm surprised you haven't yeah but that one I will always rave about how healthy their relationship was yeah and I think I hold that as like the standard now when I <laughs> read books if there's red flags I'm just like like no you can do better you can do better <laughs> they are proof <laughs> but yeah but I just find like so many romance books do that the useless drama like just because it's like author some authors feel like they need to put that in there yeah and i guess in a way like some books some characters do need some sort of drama Mm -hmm. but there's a way to do it in a healthy mature but some of these books are like straight up like are you teenagers yeah yeah but you know yeah and i mean i can understand if they were based in like high school yeah, but right? if they're these like, are grown ass adults. Like, come yeah. on now. Okay, and I mean, I guess <laughs> it's it's like how I felt with Knox from yeah when the Some whole flags yeah there. yeah I can't say much because I don't want to spoil yeah you know we're spoiler free yeah but there are yeah, parts yes. where I'm just like Knox, you better smile yeah. up. <laughs> you're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, do you have any any other? I do actually. You do. <laughs> oh my goodness! Look at you. I know. So I have a third current read. 
Midnight Valentine by J.T. Geisinger. Oh, praise be. <laughs> so this is a romance. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. 326 pages. Mm-hmm. That's like my... Yeah, that's your go-to. That's my go-to. Because yeah. it's not too intimidating. Mm-hmm. It's just enough to get like the yeah. get the grasp of the story, get into it, and really enjoy it. I'm really excited that you're reading this book. I didn't read the plot. I didn't even look it up for this podcast. <laughs> okay. Me and Stacey talked about our favorite book being Pen Pal by this yeah. author. Same author, yeah. Same author, yeah. She's yep. a gem. So I went into Pen Pal completely blind, and I wanted to do that again for this one. Stacey, you yes, told me to I, do that. Yep. <laughs> do not read anything. Yep. So <laughs> I normally I don't read the plot for any book. Like when I'm reading by myself, I don't. Mm-hmm. But coming into this podcast, like that's the first time really that I've been yeah. starting to uh, I have to read the plots. But I refuse <laughs> to look this up for this. Yeah. To, for me to talk. Oh, about I'm, this. I'm glad you didn't because you really do need to go into this blind. And anybody else who is listening, Midnight Valentine, definitely like don't read the plot. Don't read into it at all. Just Pick up the book <laughs> and just start reading. If you're into romance, you will enjoy it. And pen pal. <laughs> and pen and pal. pal. We'll, we'll just drop that again. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's – I'm not, like, too, too far. I think I'm, like, maybe eight chapters in. Okay. Yeah. The main female character, she moves to this small town because her husband passed away and, like, she buys this inn and that was their dream mm-hmm. and she's basically just renovating – this inn yeah and of course there's a contractor who is this dark mysterious man who is very quiet and mm-hmm. has a traumatic history <sighs> that's all i will say <gasps> but it's very it's giving me pen pal vibes yeah i feel like it's gonna have very similar <laughs> don't say anything i'm not gonna say but anything. I have a feeling. you're gonna be you're going to be very pleased with it okay yeah okay i'm okay. excited mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's other than our February featured read, that's yeah. all of my, my current reads right now. Yeah, and for those of you who aren't on our Instagram. Hint, hint. Yep. Give us a follow. <laughs> at my sister's TBR. No spaces. <laughs> no underscores. Our featured read for this month was Little Toy Car by Gabe Oliver. Just mm. super awesome that he reached out to us about his, his novel. And we were really excited to get it. Mm-hmm. We finally got it. We finally started <laughs> reading it. And I got to say, like, it's, it's, it's pretty good so far. Yeah. Like, well, I know we're not very far into it mm-hmm. right now. So we, we don't, we can't really talk about it much no. until our end of month episode, yeah. which we will like really dig into it. But uh, so far I'm probably been a quarter of the way. I okay. think I've, yeah, I've been picking away at mm-hmm. it. I've all, like, I have the novel, but I've also been reading it on Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been like going back and forth because um, like in bed at night, I don't usually like having a light on because Chris is sleeping and yeah. you know <laughs> so I yeah. use you know my Kindle which is great that is on Kindle Unlimited mm-hmm. I like the feel of it not just physically holding a book but like the cover it's like really it's soft, soft isn't it mat. like oh they're my favorite yeah, yeah they are mine too um but from what I've read so far uh Gabe has done a very good job like he's very descriptive he is very descriptive he's yeah. he has completely set up his world well, I feel Very like well. I know the character. Yeah, like I, I feel like I know the main character. Yeah, which is great. Um, it's three hundred seventy nine pages, psychological fiction. Uh, it's not normally our wheelhouse. I, I don't was think. just gonna say everybody knows here we like our 
ooey gooey, <laughs> smutty romance. Yeah. But we can both admit that we we do enjoy it so yeah. far. Yeah. Uh, so the plot for this one. I'm just going to take right over here. Yep, you go right ahead. <laughs> uh, follow Gene through his psychological coming-of-age novel on his journey to discover the meaning of it all while maneuvering through the unexpected trials of life. From the hardship of a broken home through the mental struggles of a religious sect, the unexpected twists and turns in this book will command the attention of his readers. The highs and lows of this inspiring story will, will make it hard to put down. Discover the significance of the little toy car. Okay. So I was just going to say, like, when I realized the significance to the little toy car. Yeah. That was, that. Like, I thought that was a, really clever. Yeah. I even, like, underlined it, like, when he said it, what it means. I really feel, like, almost like a connection to Gene. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I feel so bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> it made me so sad, some of the stuff that he's. But it's, like, it that stuff happens. It does, yeah. Yeah. I gotta say, it, it is it is pretty good so far. Yeah, we're really excited to uh, talk more to about talk it. talk more, yes, mm-hmm. at our end of month episode. Yeah, and you can be a little more prepared for it too if you follow our Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know I already said it, but it's just we, we post on there yeah. <laughs> information throughout the month. I mean, we only get two episodes a month to really talk. So our Instagram and our Facebook page is usually where we, yeah. So I know this is kind of like off topic to okay. our featured read and mm-hmm. our Instagram, but... Have you read Beautiful Disaster? No, I have not. I, I honestly haven't even heard of it. You never heard of it I've either? Oh my I didn't think that you read it because I, I thought that that was what you said earlier that you didn't mm-hmm. read it. But okay. Um I guess this isn't gonna be all that exciting <laughs> for you, but it's exciting for me because I read fine. I read Beautiful Disaster by Jamie uh, McGuire ages ago, like uh, probably shortly after it came out. But I just found out and I heard this. A little while ago, and I thought it was fake. I honestly did not think it was going to be true because I think back in 2012, maybe, she posted about it being made into a movie. 2012. Yeah, that they had like a writer set up for it for like wow. the screenplay and stuff. Yeah, so like I thought That's this was just another. Coming. I mean, it's been 10 years, so maybe it's just it's that time again yeah. for the rumor mill to, <laughs> you know, get your hopes up. Yeah, but then I seen the actual trailer. So they're making it into a movie. I don't know how many of you are going to agree or disagree. Uh, the main male character, Travis, is going to be played by Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> Honestly, I I struggled when I seen that. I was like, there is no way this kid is playing Travis Maddox. Yeah. When I think of him, I still picture Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't picture him as anything <laughs> serious. Like, <laughs> But oddly enough, um, the same director... Roger Cumble, he's directing this beautiful disaster. He also directed the second movie in the After series. See, I haven't seen those. You haven't seen? Haven't. Oh my I god, know. Rebecca, what are we even doing? <laughs> I, I need under a rock. <laughs> uh, I'm now accepting job applications for co-host to my sister's TBR. You do not need to be a blood relative. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm such a letdown. Okay, so Dylan Sprouse was also in that movie as well. Okay. I was going to say. And honestly, probably my favorite character in the movie because he was just, he was very charming. Okay. So I, I, I mean, could, you know. I can, I can see it. I yeah. had a crush on him in Sweet Like <laughs> so. Virginia Gardner is playing as the main female character, Abby. 
Uh, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail. You can go look at the trailer. You can mm-hmm. look up the synopsis for the the books because they are really good books. I highly suggest reading them. How many books are there? It's a trilogy. There's three books, but she does have like novellas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like uh, prequel and then there's mm-hmm. like 1.5 and there's 2.5. Uh, yeah. So there's like little okay. stories in between. Uh, so it's a trilogy, three books. I don't know if they're making all the books into mm-hmm. movies. I just know... Okay, this one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's, it's in April is when it's being released. So I'm obviously going to be dragging you to I will the theater read for this. I'll read it before we go. Yeah? Yeah. Promise. Awesome. It's on my, on my TBR. It has to be uh, high up on your TBR. Okay. Well, I can, we can, I can do that. that. It's, not a, it's not a big book anyway. Okay. So, And it's, it's a book that you would normally be interested in. Cause it's yeah. Seeing the trailer, promise. I feel like I... Oh, the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Okay, so as I was saying about Dylan's Price, I was not picturing it when I first seen it. But after watching the trailer, I'm here for it. I liked that trailer. He, he's grown. Our boy is grown. He is a man now. He is no 12-year-old boy. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, but I do think he's going to do pretty decent. I mean, he still doesn't really give me the vibes of Travis Maddox as I got reading the mm-hmm. book. I mean, well, that's the thing. You went so long with picturing. Yeah. You know, the man that you were picturing from the book. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to do really well. Mm-hmm. According to the trailer, I'm, I think I'm okay with it. I mean, they added tattoos to him. Yeah. You know? Okay, I can see it. Well, speaking of another exciting news mm-hmm. about a movie release. Okay. It ends with us. Oh. By Colleen Hoover. Turning into a movie. Literally so excited that this is the book that they've picked to, yeah. you know, of yeah. all of her books. I mean, she has a lot of great books and I know a lot of people prefer other books over mm-hmm. this one, but I something about this book really stuck with me. <sighs> I'm I, so happy it's this one. I think like this was her most popular book though, I really think, because be. every single person that I've talked to that is a really big fan of Colleen Hoover... Mm-hmm. that's either where they started or that is their favorite book right i've okay. recommended that book to at least five people it was the first one that i read because you okay yeah you recommended it to me i think you might have bought it for me you did you bought that book for me on kindle you did <laughs> i did you did <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> thank you you uh yeah you got me on a real yeah, slippery slope <laughs> yep <laughs> um but yeah like i've okay so that's probably like six people there's been a, a big handful of people mm-hmm. that I've told like to read that book and they have become obsessed. Yeah. That got a lot of people that I know out of their reading funk. Mm-hmm. Well, that got me out of my reading funk. Yeah. I didn't read a book from 2014 <laughs> until 2020. <laughs> that was a really big funk. Yeah. Now, <laughs> other than poetry, like that's different. Like my yeah. Rupee Car books, that's, that's so different. That was my first novel that I actually sat down and read. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. And it opened your eyes. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? And then I obsessed over Colleen Hoover. <laughs> and I literally only have like four books of her entire collection left to read. And mm. I'm, I'm taking a break. I cannot be done Colleen Hoover yet. <laughs> anyway. Colleen, girl, you got to get right more. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, so, yes. The casting. Like, we don't know any dates or anything yet. No. It's literally just the casting. Um, Blake Lively to play Lily. Mm-hmm. Justin Baldoni to play Ryle. I love him. I haven't seen him in anything. You have to watch Jane the Virgin because he... I've heard that. Oh my lord. So do you think that he's gonna... Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah? Is not 
how I pictured Ryle, mm -hmm. but he is a fantastic actor. Okay. So okay, and, and I love Blake. Lively. I was just gonna say, like she she's such a good actress. Like yeah. I think she's gonna play Lily yeah. very well. It's still not how I pictured them. I no. I pictured them younger. Mm -hmm, definitely, they're like in their twenties, aren't they? Like mid twenties. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Blake is flawless, anyways. Yes, literally. Um, oh. <laughs> but Atlas isn't announced That's yet. That's what I was just right? going to say. So he's still a mystery. I have probably an unpopular opinion on who I want to play Atlas. <laughs> I don't know if anybody in the world is going to agree with me. So is this how you envisioned him while you were reading it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dylan O'Brien. <laughs> oh! Right? Just take a minute. Just let that... Just let that sink in for a sec. I think so. I mean, he's typically, I think, more of a charming, comedic, yeah. uh, supporting character. Mm -hmm. Right? And I just, okay. I don't know, maybe, like, I just have a real soft spot for Dylan O'Brien since, like, Teen Wolf. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was just, oh. Okay. Understandable. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not good at, like, thinking of yeah. actors, like, on the top of my head. I really don't think who I was picturing is even a real person. Probably not. And I know I do that. Like, I I picture... Do you, like, put people together? Yeah. And, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because, like, what I was picturing was, like, obviously his blue eyes. Like, I feel like he was nice and tall. And I just pictured, like, a little bit of a longish hair. Yeah. But it was, like, more, like, light brown. Mm -hmm. Like, blondish brown. I don't know. You, you can't picture can't an picture. actor. Yeah. No. I've seen a lot of people say... Alex Pettifer as Atlas. Oh, he was in Magic Mike. And honestly, I can see it. I can, I can see it. Like, he's got blue eyes. I'm just looking at his face here. I can see I'm it. I'm just staring at his face. Yep, it's fine. Yeah. I can see it. Um, I also seen some posts about Shane West, who played Landon in A Walk to Remember. Apparently, he commented on Colleen's post so old now he's very old now i know i don't think that would work but he like commented saying that he would love to play atlas um maybe back when he filmed i i don't he's uh, i think he looks too god love him but like I, that's that, not that how does I, not look like an atlas no face to me no that ain't doing it that ain't no <laughs> i'm sorry shane <laughs> that ain't it <laughs> <laughs> you ain't it. We have fantasized about Atlas for too yeah. long for you to take this from us. <laughs> oh, shocking. I shouldn't laugh. God. <laughs> You're crying. <laughs> I'm just heartbroken that Shane West looks so old now. <laughs> you know who would be good? Who? Austin Butler. Okay. Okay. I can I can see that. I'm sorry about his Elvis voice now, or his voice <laughs> that he got from training to be Elvis for so long. I haven't even, I haven't watched it. Oh. You haven't watched Elvis? No. No. Really good. I've been obsessed with him since the Carrie Diaries. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Mine, I think, dates back a bit more than that. The Elfstones of Shannara. He was in oh that. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm looking at this. This might be similar to what I've been picturing for yeah. Elvis. I can see it. I I still see Dylan O'Brien. That's that's all I want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll see. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen with that movie. Well, 
yeah, I guess that clues up tonight's episode. Mm, our mid-month our mid-month episode. episode. Yeah. Um, but if there are any books, authors, genres, anything that you guys want to listen to us talk about, blabber on about, yeah, give it to us. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for joining us. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> See ya.